Welcome, football fans, to another episode of From the Hip. Joining me today are Miss Corey Thompson and Justin Rodriguez. I am your host, Anthony Rodriguez. Gentlemen, I want to get right into it right from the beginning. Well, no, 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 no. Hey, I had to give it a try. No, 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 no. All right, right, Go ahead, go ahead. I'm I gotta give you a chance. Go ahead. So this weekend, this past weekend, it was no, you're crazy. No, you don't know football. No, you're talking out of your backside. I'm at 75% on those four games that we discussed that you all were against me on, calling me insane. Yes, I was wrong about the Falcons game. That's fine. But let's go. Chicago, Uh, Minnesota. I said Minnesota was going to win. Y'all are, oh, Justin Fields, he has the handcuffs up. He's going to be great. I told you Kirk Cousins was going to do Kirk Cousin things. Cincy versus Seattle. Hurt, he doesn't have this. Oh, Chase is gonna get locked up by Woolen, and then you have you have TK who came out on top. I told you, and I've been telling you for the start, the Bengals are a slow start team, and they won again. And then there was the students versus the Sith Lord himself. No, the Sith Lord won't let them win, he'll find a way to win, he'll find a way to beat them. Jimmy G even got hurt. And the Raiders still came out on top. So who knows football and who doesn't? And I can't wait to see Marcellus. Woo! Let's okay. go. You good? Got that out your system? You feel better? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, I would let Justin take this, but I feel good about this. Uh, I'm going to say even a broken clock is right two times a day. That's one. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> The Bears, Justin Field damn near broke his hand. Otherwise, he would have won. Hey, Jimmy Number G three. Broke, blew out his back. <laughs> number three. Uh, I forgot number three. Oh, number three. The Ravens still suck. What else you got? We won two. <laughs> we won two in London. This is the same guy. This is the same guy that said Jesse Bates is the best player in under Thank all you, time. Jesse Bates. No, I never said he was the Shall best. Shall we forget Super time. Jesse? I like, I like I like how it, it goes from I say he's the hardest soul in the defense. To he's the best player ever. He's the league MVP. I like how it just keeps keeps rising. <laughs> now we gotta say Jesse Bates is also the commissioner of the NFL, and he Why not? owns every Why not? team. I know we might as well. We might as well. <laughs> we already made him into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, he's already, <laughs> already getting size, man. For his yellow jacket. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now can we move forward into the the actual um the actual program that we have set together? Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh real quick show today. We're just gonna talk about what's happening and we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna give you the chance to have your conversations, but I'll run I'll do the rundown, okay? Baltimore, Tennessee. Okay. Came in, and they beat him 24 to 16. Here's the thing. Baltimore's defense isn't surprising anyone. They're the second-ranked defense in the NFL right now. Shutting down Tannehill, that didn't shock me. I think we all saw that coming. The thing that did shock me 
if anything, was that Derrick Henry actually put some yards up. Shouldn't have. Even I told you to sit him. But but you know what? Albeit that most of those yards that he put in was from the 163-yard run that he did. So he put his yards. That was in the third quarter. Take that out of it, he would have had a bad game, and I would have been right to say sit him. Now, the biggest surprise to me was why Baltimore didn't run him over even further. They have the second-ranked defense. They were playing Tennessee. They have no defense. How can they limit Lamar to 200 yards and 60 yards on rushing? Because he was the only one rushing. They have no running game. What That worries me about this team because they should be leading this division. This is a tough division. Between all four, be, between all four teams, they're all separated by one game. Corey, she's your team. You're the one that we talking about them. Let's go with this. Are you I, I there is one concern I have with them, but I will say this. I did say Derrick Henry was going to have a good game last week. Like I said, in week two and week four, he brought, he had he had good yards. He came in again. He didn't he have good a good yards. game. Well, if you get anywhere close to 100 yards or over 100 yards, I'm considering that a good game in the NFL. So he did what I said he was going to do. My if you concern take the with the three yard rush away from him, he had 37 yards. Yeah, but he still did what he had to do. My and I know Derrick Henry gives us a tough time. We were we really were stacking the box, playing a lot of man, and it really helped. What concerns me with Baltimore going forward, our defense is good. Great. Our offense is good to a point. And to that point, what I mean is we get once we get into the red zone, we we can't score. We don't finish. We need six, not three. We get turn we will turn over the ball in the red zone sometimes. That's what Baltimore really needs to figure out. They need to get to the identity. I really think they need to look more for Mark Andrews as a big target. It seems like every time they get in the red zone, they want to run the ball, run the ball, and now they're throw, put into a passing option, um, I mean, a passing scenario, and they can't complete it. So that's my biggest concern. And like I said the other day with the Kansas City game, I think it was their Thursday night game, Harrison Buckner had like 13 points for them. You know, kicking is not going to win you games especially when you're trying to get into the playoffs or in the playoffs. You need to score in the red zone. I got you. Uh, what about you, Justin? Do you think that Baltimore is going to come out of this uh, where they're in a tough place? They got the Steelers. Um, they've got Cleveland. And uh, who's the other team, Corey? Bengals. Bengals, that's <laughs> right, baby. Okay, Bengals woke up, Joe Burrow. All right, so who do you think would come out of this at the end of the season, Justin? Uh, I think I think the Bengals come out of this division, but going into going into talking with about Baltimore, the problem is definitely the offense. Defense is not an issue. They need receivers and they need a, a solid back. That's what they need. They need because that with no running back option, yeah, in open field, like Corey said. Coming up the field, they have no real problem because you could basically have those receivers run cardio for the most part. 
and get open up that middle, open up that middle for Lamar to take it and run, or you can get a slip. You can slip one somebody under underneath, and you get them yards. But once you get in that confined space in that red zone, twenty yards in, them them safeties ain't dropping back that far. Linebackers ain't dropping back that far either. So their full attention's on Lamar, and them receivers over there. OBJ been non-existent all year long. That was such a big signing in the free agency. We thought he was going to do big things over there with Lamar, and he hasn't done nothing. He's made one catch, maybe <laughs> one catch, two catches a game. He has not done anything. So when I look at when I look at that, Zay Flowers has been amazing as a rookie, but they already figured out that he's the number one. They figured out that Mark Andrews, yeah, he's still a big target and everything like that, but you double coverage with Mark Andrews, what do you, what do you got? You got Lamar trying to run the ball. So fine, you can find him, he can't do anything. I saw a lot of problems with this team. Um, I saw a lot going on. I, you know, um, I saw Bateman, that one interception that was actually thrown by Lamar. Bateman let that ball go right over his head. Didn't even bother trying, man. Didn't even bother. And then he was shocked that it was intercepted. He He luckily made that tackle. Because if he doesn't make that tackle and that's returned, we're talking about a whole different game. You know, but that, that's how I felt. While we're on the, the the topic of this game, I had a whole conversation with Corey about a play, what I felt was a dirty play, and we were going back and forth about it. I wanted to discuss it with all of us looking at the replay. So I got the video here. Now, let me show you this video real quick. I'm going to bring this in here. This is the pass to Moore. The helmet to helmet by the Baltimore player. Kyle Hamilton. And he was ejected from the game. Our safety. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you and I argued about this because I felt that that was as dirty as can be. You said it wasn't that dirty. I don't think it is as dirty as you think it is. Look, okay. Yeah. He Let's didn't really back lean because you his can head see down. that the actual definition of this penalty is when you drop your head down. And that's exactly what he did. And that was helmet to helmet on the side of the helmet. He could have killed that boy. See here. It's horrific to watch that, especially in slow motion. My I'm gonna keep bringing opinion. it back just so you so that there's no I, excuses. I watch him it, here. But I don't think it's with malice. Watch intent. right here. Watch, watch here when he dips his head. Watch his head. No excuse for that. No excuse. To me, he should be. He should have been ejected out of the game. Thankfully, he was. He should also be fined a considerable amount of money. He's and probably gonna be fine. He should be mi- um he he should be missing several games because he's of that. not gonna get. They're not gonna suspend him. I'm not saying he's that that that's what they're gonna do. I'm it. saying that that's what should happen. He was shocked that they threw him out of the game. I don't yeah, know why he was because it wasn't intentional. He wasn't really leading with his head. Leading with your head is like when you go all the way like this before you get in. He wasn't leading with his head. As the play was happening, he went down like this. 
because normally when you go to tackle, you don't tackle straight up. You tackle like this. So I'd feel he was coming in. That's where the receiver's coming down. Because if you see where the receiver is, he's in the air. His legs are up. He's he's defenseless at that point, you want to say, and off balance. And I just think the timing was wrong. I don't feel How did you view that, Justin? I just, you know, because we're going to differ. I understand you're a Baltimore <laughs> fan. I, I'm not going to halt you on I, I'm not going to fault you on that. I differ. We need the tiebreaker. What about you, Justin? Well, how did, well, I how did you see that? I, I look at it definitely as a dirty play only because as he's coming down, he, hits, he makes the helmet-to-helmet contact. And it's not even the contact because I get the I get the idea that it may have been an accident. He didn't want to do it. But it's what he did after the plays when he got up and he began taunting. Oh. You know? That's You're right. I didn't, like, even, he, I didn't even highlight that. Let me put this back up there because that is taunting. important. Watch from the beginning a, again, please. Yeah, as a player, as a former player, bro, when you when you when you make helmet to helmet contact, Did you see that? that too. He felt that. He felt that. But that's not taunting. That's saying no, no catch. Yeah, that is no, no. He was like, he's how finished. Many, how, no, he's that's finished. No catch. That's not he's finished. Y'all are crazy. How many people do that? No, every I'm not game? saying. I'm not saying he's finished. <laughs> I'm just saying is you know no catch like. Yeah, he's that's strapped. no catch. He's, like he's strapped down. I know what that means. But what I'm saying is that. He felt that helmet to helmet too. His head was rattled too. You know what I'm saying? So instead of turning around and making sure that you, you didn't kill him, you you know you want to say it's strapped. I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's football is a tough tough game. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's all about safety, especially in the NFL. Like this is not any other. It's, there's no way to go around it, bro. This is about safety at the end of the day, and he should have never did that. He should have just made sure he was good before. Make sure he's good, and you know, talk your shit as you go. But, Agreed. All right. Only because of time, we got to move forward. But, you know, that's where we're going to be. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the San Francisco game. Shocker. (laughs) This was a shocker. They lost their first game of the year. This is the team that everybody has in the NFL Super Bowl. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cleveland defense. They're a great team. They got an amazing defense. But I'm left with two questions about the game. Did they win because the 49ers had three key, three very key players that went down? Or did they actually play well? I mean, we know that they're, we know that their defense played well, but did they play well as a collective team? And my second question, um, is the three and two record that they currently have, they're only a half a game out of first place. Is that a false record where, is it real? Is it something that they are a team to watch out for? Or is it just because they haven't, you know, they haven't played anybody with any significance? What about you, Justin? You start this one. Well, I look at this, this game particularly, I've been I've been arguing with this game all week since it happened, and I'm gonna tell you why. Like for example, the same question you just said, people were saying, did they win because McCaffrey, Debo, everybody went down? Well, you gotta look at is Nick Chubb isn't playing, Deshaun Watson is not playing. They're playing with a backup quarterback and a backup running back, and they still put up 19. Multiple backup. Running back. Yeah. So I look at it as like 
it was an even matchup to me. And the better team won. That's how I'm looking at it. Because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The powerhouse offense in San Fran wasn't at full health. Well, guess what? The Cleveland offense either wasn't either. The better team won at the end of the day. They just played well. And that record, that 3-2 record, I think that is is a false. It is, it's real record because they're going to have a winning record by the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're not gonna lose. They're not gonna have a losing record, and I'll take that. That's a hot take for me. If you want my honest opinion? Mm. I'm gonna go say Cleveland is better than San Fran at full strength. At full strength, both teams at full strength. San Fran blows them out the water, but both teams were missing key players, and this was an even matchup to me. And Cleveland just came out the win. And plus, honestly, Cleveland should never won this game because that kicker missed his field goal. <laughs> so if he didn't miss, San Fran wins, and nobody talks about this game. Um, I actually negate that kick because right afterwards the very next possession I think that Cleveland missed their kick so that negated that miss but anyway what about you Corey it this is one of those scenarios or situations that they should have would have could have could have been this that and third when you when you prepare for a team you prepare for a team. You prepare for the players who are playing in that game. So they had a whole different different defensive scheme coming in to, to cover CMC, to cover um, Debo, you know. Agreed. So when they go out, your 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 scheme changes. You're like, oh, what? We don't have to worry about these two X factors? Oh, we're going to eat. So now you saw their defense really poured on. You got to see the defense you've been seeing all season long. So, yes, that affected San Francisco's chances of winning, losing those two key players because you also prepared with those two players, and now you're scrambling to put an offense together without them. Um, so they beat Cincy in week one, 20-something like to, to basically three. They injured Joe Burrow that game. Okay, um, lose to Pittsburgh in a close game, the, the game that they lose Chubb. Win against Tennessee, who they blew out. I think it was 24-3. I mean, they won against Tennessee, I'm sorry. Lost to Baltimore. And then now they beat the 49ers. So they're just going back and forth. I mean, it's not like they haven't played anybody good. Because in my opinion, they have. But No, they have. The Cincy game. You got injuries. Should have won the Pittsburgh game, but you lost Chubb. Um, Tennessee, mm, Tennessee isn't that great of a team right now. Their defense is good, but their offense is I very think their defense is awful. No, their defense is pretty. They've been holding teams to low scores, and they've been in a lot of games. Lose to Baltimore because it's Baltimore. So, in a game like this. Losing your keeps players, losing role players hurts. Now, if you want to talk about Chubb, I think Ford has stepped in a little bit and he's kind of doing He's at 86. He had 86 uh, during that game. He had 106, you know, um, I think when Chubb went out that game. So, and then I think he was injured a little bit. So Ford is trying to fill that void of Chubb. Deshaun Watson can you really count him as Deshaun Watson? Because he's not. He hasn't looked like Houston even play. Deshaun Watson. No, but Justin mentioned 
No Deshaun Watson, no starting quarterback. But he hasn't looked like Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans that we were he's so accustomed than, to seeing. He's better than uh, that rookie that they got. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. when he's 100%. actually playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, have we really seen the old Deshaun Watson is what I'm asking. Well, I'm not I'm not asking about MVP Deshaun Watson. I'm asking Deshaun Watson right now better than that rookie. I'm going to tell you guys. Okay. And I would have to agree with you on that. But we haven't seen that Deshaun Watson in a long time. I mean, he did have 289 one game, but um, that's all we've seen from him, really, all season. So I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm conflicted on this one. Like, I, I don't know which way to go because there's I think so we many all variables. Are. I think we all are. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's move to the next topic since we're not going to solve that right now. Next one. Detroit against Tampa Bay. Again, there was no surprise here again. Okay, we all knew that Detroit was going to win. That's exactly what they did. Twenty. I thought they would have won by a little bit more. Eh, well, they—I mean, they did win by more than two touchdowns, so it, it was significant enough. They covered the spread that they had, and they did what they needed to do. Um, but here's the thing. It was no surprise because I believe we're looking at the best team in the NFL right now. That's right now. And barring any major injuries, I think they will that they will be finished with the season with the best record in the NFL. And here's why. I looked at the rest of the schedule. I counted four games that they might have some trouble in which includes next week's games, Corey. I'm talking about the Ravens. It feels like we're picking on the Ravens, but we're not. But next week's game, that's a game that's going to give them a test because that's a real team. That's one of the four. Mm -hmm. Um, After the Ravens, uh, they they play another team. I can't remember, but then they go into the bye. They get some – they get a break, which they need. It's, it's, It's the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah, which that's not even a contest for them. Then they go mm-hmm. into the bye. Agreed. They come out of the bye. They got the Chargers. That's another Correct. tough team. I think the Chargers are going to give them a good challenge. Then they got the Saints later in the season. The Saints, I would at the beginning of the season, I would not have said that they're a real team. But guess what? They are a real team. They've proven that to me. They've shown that their defense is playing great. And their offense can move the ball, and they have Kamara back. I disagree so, with that game, but okay. But but if you look at the numbers, their actual defense has not let a lot of teams score. Yeah, it's just that it just is what it is. They've been holding teams yeah. down. I said that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they've been holding them down. So that's why I'm saying that might be a tough one because I don't think we've seen the best out of the Saints yet. And the, and the last one is a questionable game because it all depends on which team comes out, which is the Cowboys in week 17. Mm-hmm. So after that, everybody else, they're going to get mauled. Even Minnesota? Oh, yeah. Minnesota two times. That's going to be a mauling. That's going to be a mauling. So with that being said, this team is 5-1 and one now with four more challenging games. Let's say they split them. Let's say they split them. Okay, that means you have three losses on a season. They're gonna. That's that's what I see. That's exactly what I see for this team. 
The question to it is really going to be, what do they do once they're in the playoffs? Because there's no question. They're okay. They're going to win where they are. They're going to go to the playoffs. Now, can they still beat San Fran? Can they still beat the Chiefs? Can they beat these teams to actually put a ring on it? That's the question. Corey, can they or can they not? The way they're playing right now, with the energy that they have, I see them being able to compete with Philly. They definitely can beat the Chiefs. We've already seen that. San Fran, a healthy San Fran, I think that gives them a lot of problems. Healthy San Francisco. That defense is a nightmare. That defense is just a nightmare. Mm. So I don't think that they can beat San Fran, but they can. They definitely can compete. They can definitely compete with that receiving core. They're so young. They're all hungry. They're all hungry. And whoever he throws the ball to, they're making the catch. They're coming down with the ball, and they're trying to get yards after the catch. It'll be Stop a, there. A fun Stop show. there. Not mm-hmm. to interrupt you. Stop there. You're good. Great question. It just came to me. Golf. You're saying with that receiving call, he's throwing the ball, but golf. We a couple weeks ago we were talking about Josh Allen possibly being league MVP. I think that's past now. But golf is golf league MVP. Justin, I want to hear from you. No. No. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you no, and it's not because of that. The reason why he would not be league MVP is because that run game is a significant part of that Detroit offense. And the reason why they're going to say MVP is most valuable player. And when I say that, the reason why Mahomes wins MVP game every year and why Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVP every year is because the run game in their team are shaky. Montgomery, a healthy Montgomery with that O-line will run for 200 in a game. Every game. He'll score four touchdowns every game. They don't want him to, but he will. When I tell you that right now Montgomery's hurt, but we're talking about for the season, no. I don't see God winning MVP for that reason alone. I'm not saying he's not playing to MVP level, but that run game is definitely a, a key part of why they're winning these games. That's the reason why he would not win MVP. Mm, mm. What about you, Mr. Corey? How do you see about that? Me. He's had some. He's had decent games. He's had some big numbers. League MVP. I agree with Justin. No, he won't get it. That team is built to run, and the pass game is just. It's only successful because of the run. If golf didn't have that run game and had to throw, I think he would be as good as he is right now. Are we going to get an MVP who's a quarterback this year? Yes. Right now? Like weeks you talking about week six, week seven? I'm talking about right now. If this were the end of the season, I mean you have to no. use a little imagination on this. But if this no. were the um if this is the end of the season, no is a Hell. quarterback the MVP? No. Good. Would you say that maybe it might be Tyreek Hill? Maybe it's might be like CMC? It's CMC. That's exactly who it is. He's I the think best we, player. He's the best player in the NFL right now. You saw what just happened when he came out of the game. They lost. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. If that's not the definition of MVP, I don't know what it is. All right. Yeah, I look at numbers too. I got right. you. But let's move to the next one. Another guy who they talk about the MVP honors with, but is he really? Philadelphia finally lost the game to the Jets. That's a big one. You know why? Because it's not only their first loss of the season, but it's the very first time that the Jets have ever beaten the Eagles. Yes, I'm talking about history. NFL history. Wow. That shows you how dominant that Philadelphia has owned the Jets throughout the entire history of their franchise. They finally won one. And they won a big one. Okay. Uh, So here's the thing. The Jets remind me because okay, I'm not talking, I'm not going to talk about the Eagles because the Eagles are the Eagles. They lost the game. That's it. They'll be okay. So we're not going to even go there. All right. Just like we didn't go there with San Francisco. They lost a game. They'll be fine. But I think okay. there's a difference between the Eagles and San Francisco. I know, but the Eagles just lost a game. That's it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. But... Hold on. Hold on. Here, here's the thing. I want to talk about the Jets. I don't want to talk about the Eagles right now. They get enough conversation. Nobody talks about the Jets. They just came off of a big win. Let's talk about the Jets. This got to be a New York thing, but go it ahead. Is. It is. It is. Like, oh, it is. I promise to God. We let you ran by Baltimore. Let us ran by the Jets. Yes. Go, yeah. ahead. go ahead. Go okay. ahead. The Jets remind me of a kid that I knew when I was growing up in the Bronx. Okay. It's, they called him Junie. He was in and out of Juvie. His whole childhood. He wasn't that big. He wasn't that strong. But I remember that, that he was the toughest kid in the neighborhood. And he uh, he put this aura of fear in everybody in the neighborhood. He wasn't that big. I would have, if I wanted to, I probably could have beat him up. But even I didn't want to play with him. Because he just, he just, it was weird. So now look, so now I, I say that. And I look at the Jets, right? We talk about them having a good defense, right? But that defense is ranked 22. Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> okay. And they certainly don't have a scary offense. They're ranked 29th. Yet, they beat the Bills. They beat the Eagles. They scared the daylights out of the Chiefs. What are they? But they do have a very easy schedule going forward. I looked through it. I counted the games. I think they could win. And I see 10 games out of the season. 10 game, ten games that they could win this season. They already got three. I see seven more. How? Corey, how? How do they, what, win? Yeah, I, I mean, they... They don't have the stats. They shouldn't be doing what they're doing, but they're doing what they're well, doing. We've already talked about that defense, and I preached it that they probably have one of the best defenses out there when they play. So they're young and hungry. So that's not a question. If that defense plays, and they're making the right audibles and calls, and the defensive coordinators with it, they can they can shut teams down. I mean, they've proven it. They can they can play offensively. That that's that's where the cookie crumbles for me. You can't win on inconsistency. You can't bank on that. 
Mm. If this was with Aaron Rodgers, then yeah. You know, like let's say Rodgers was just hurt a couple games and now he's coming back. Yeah, I could see them winning all those games. But he is coming back. Yeah, but we're talking playoffs if they can squeeze in, which we've talked about that and we did our little mock-up. So it's a possibility, but they got to win. It's going down. So do, do you really think Zach Wilson is that guy? Are they going to win? I really think they got to get behind Brees Hall, giving him the ball more to help out, getting that push so that when Zach Wilson does open up to sh- throw, you can get it out. I got you. Hey, Justin, let me go with you because I know you have to leave us soon. So mm-hmm. what do you got on the Jets? Well, on the Jets, I got the defense. The defense did they think their job this game, but like I was telling Corey early in the week, bad teams prepare for good teams. And when I say that, I say that with ease because if you know you have a powerhouse coming up, being in like Philly, San Fran, the Bills, the the Miami Dolphins, you're gonna prepare for them. There's a lot of film on these teams. Why? Because they score a lot. There's a lot of film on these teams. You're going to prepare for that team. The Jets were just well-prepared for Hurts this game, even though Hurts had a bad game. Still, he was really prepared for him without without both starting corners. Remember, we said this was going to be a murder on TV. Yes, we did. It was completely opposite of that. Absolutely. Game. So I commend the Jets on that. They did their film, they did their homework, and they played well, even without their key players playing. Played a really good game. Can't You can't deny that. The offense, on the other hand, yeah, Zach Wilson did decent, but like I said, this inconsistency from Zach Wilson will not be tolerated on my behalf. I'm trying to tell you. I think y'all got to get rid of him. It's not going to be tolerated. Baby. You know what I'm saying? I don't like this shit. If he actually played this every week, the Jets, I see the Jets being uh, only with one loss, just like Philly. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's Zach Wilson got to come to work, and he got to come to play, man. So I don't blame this defense at all for the for the 3-3 three and three record. Gotcha. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Love it. Love it. I want to hear more of it. All right, gentlemen. Hold on. Let's get to this one because I want to also want to get Justin before he's got to go on us. Buffalo played the Giants, which we thought would be a game that we wouldn't even want to watch. Turns out we were wrong. Okay. Because they barely beat the Giants. And if things would have went different right at the end of the game, we would have been looking at uh what the hell happened to Buffalo? So I'm still on the what the hell happened to Buffalo because Buffalo lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jags, almost lost to the Giants. You have Josh Allen that some people were talking about, maybe MVP, looked awful. And he looked awful against an awful team. What's going on? Are they to tighten up? Will the Jets and Dolphins pass them? Because, yeah, they're close. They're at 4-2. The Jets are 3-3. Three and three. If Josh Allen doesn't tighten up, the Jets will pass him. Like I said, their strength of schedule for the Jets is easy. Justin, before you go on me, what do you got? Yeah, like, like I said before, the problem, the problem is not, it's not Josh Allen, it's not Buffalo. The problem is bad teams prep for good teams. This is exactly what I'll be saying when I, when I said it. The Giants came to this game not wanting to get blown out. So they're going to do their homework. Buffalo puts up 30 points a game. There's a lot of film on them, like I said, with the Jets game. 
They did their homework. That's all they did. And they prepped for Josh Allen. They prepped for Stephon Diggs. They prepped for they prepped for Cook. And they went to work. Like you said, if that last play went the way in Giants' favor, they lose. They win this game. It's all about homework, man. You got to do your homework. Just because the record don't show record, you could be one in five and come out with a dub. Don't matter. Gotcha. What about you, Corey? Briefly. I'll say this. Bills right now need to be three and three. That four and two is false. They held Darren Waller on that play. Obviously, the referees didn't call it. Standing right there. That's an atrocity to the sport. This is what I meant earlier. We need to talk more about some of these things that are going on, these bad calls and missed calls, because you're hurting other teams. Right now, the Giants need to be two and four. That's all I'm going to say about that. That game, they came out, they played. They played ball the way that they're supposed to play ball. They showed a glimpse of what they could be, but I can't give this – I can't say nothing good about Buffalo – they, they should have routed this team and to win the way they won at the end, holding Darren Waller. Nah, no, no, no. All right. All right. Monday night, Dallas went into Los Angeles. This is another good game because <laughs> here's the thing. They came off of a terrible loss to San Fran and everybody attacked them that they're fakers. They have nothing. Uh, we had Marcella saying that CD Lamb is a number two, not mm-hmm. a number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Dak on my team, I benched him. I benched him. It, it actually cost me a win in my fantasy league because Dak had a good game. He put up about 28 points in fantasy, and I lost by three points. If I would have played Dak like he's been playing all season, I win that game easily. Is this a a redemption story for Dak? Is it real? You tell me. What do you got, Corey? I mean, I don't He had 272 touchdown. He got sacked five times. He did have a good QB rating. This game, it was going to be a close game. Both offenses can score the ball. I'm still not sold on Dak Prescott like that because he – We've seen this from him. He will have he has big losses, comes back, looks great, loses again, struggle, 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 barely makes the playoffs. This is the Dak we're gonna get. This is Dak. He's not gonna win you the ring. On top of that, we also saw you mentioned it. CD Lamb to me is a number one. I, I did say he would have a good game, and I did say Keenan Allen would have a good game too. But somebody named Mo. I hope you're watching this. Gave a whole spiel on why CeeDee Lamb is not that guy. CeeDee Lamb is that guy, and I'd love to see CeeDee Lamb with a real quarterback. See what we can have. What about you, Justin? Like I said, like I said to Corey earlier, we meet Corey talking about a couple of games early in the week. CeeDee Lamb definitely heard the podcast with Mods with Mo said. <laughs> and yeah, he, he went to personal. work, man. He, he went, he took it personally, he went to work, man. So but I think Dallas defense stepped up in a tremendous way this game to win them the game. So I see the Chargers are going to be the Chargers without Mike Williams. It's very limited on what you can do. Even, you know, Keenan Allen is a monster in his own, and he's going to get tremendous touches. He's going to get open. He's going to get the high balls. But Austin Ackler came back this game, baby, so you got to remember that too. So with Austin Ackler coming back, the defense stepped up. You can't take away from that yeah. Dallas defense. 
Yeah, it's a good defense. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I think the defense did it for them uh, more than Dak. And I agree yeah, with I'm you 100, percent Corey, on this one. I agree with you. I'm tired of Dak playing those games, going back and forth on me, and I'm over it. Okay, you're either going to be what you're going to be or not. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Real quick, last game tonight's game. Who do you got, Corey? Don't tell me why. Just tell me who you got. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. You have a score? Mm, I say they put up 21-17. What yeah. about you, Justin? I got New England. I got uh, New Orleans. 24-21. 24-21. Um, I'll tell you what. I got Jacksonville taking this one, but I think it's going to be real close, man. I don't think either way. I mean, this is going to be one of them games. If you, Hey, you know what? I don't work tomorrow. I get to stay up and watch the game, but it's going to be a good game. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, I want to thank you again for coming out. Thank you. Another good episode. Um, Let me get, let me let you get your parting shots. Go ahead, Corey. Hey, thank everybody for, for checking us out. Keep coming back. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever, tell everybody, send it out there. We just try to do what we do. We talk about something we just love, a sport we love, which you all love, too, if you're watching this. So thank you. Thank you. Justin? Like, comment, subscribe, man, from the Hip Podcast. Listen, you want pro predictions, you want biased opinions, and you want honest <laughs> answers, we're going to give them to you here, man. Just come see Corey Thompson, and he'll tell you everything about the role players that are going to be Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo, when I see you, it's on. I need you back on here to gloat. we're going to have to start texting him now to get him on for Saturday. Anyway, thank y'all for coming out. Please join us again on Saturday for the next podcast. And like always, let's keep it football and let's keep it from the hip. Thank you all.